How are we doing, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of Talking to Mod. What a treat I have in store for you all today. We have got Chrissy Foreman, a lead guitarist from the iconic band Madness. I've known Chris for a long time now, so this is going to be a fantastic chat. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, get your popcorn, open a bottle of wine, have a cup of coffee, whatever you do to relax, and listen to episode eight of Talking to Mod with Chrissy Foreman. Enjoy. What did you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Mixed, uh, mixed wires. Oh, it's a bit warm in here. Let me just. Uh... Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, how, how's that? Back to the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed you ain't got a Magic Mod shirt on. Uh, I haven't got one, mate. You know. Oh, yeah, good point. Next time I see you, I'll sort you out. So, Chris, first yeah. of all, mate, thank you, thank you for being involved in this, mate. It's um, I've known you for a while now, and uh, yeah. it's a pleasure to know you as a friend. But I started this podcast to talk to people who are my friends, but actually to find out more about their career because I don't just want to meet you and start chatting to you about your career. So I thought I'd start this podcast. So there we go, mate. But how are you? Well, it's a new album. <laughs> I'm all right. Was your... I'm all right, you know. And it was your birthday recently, mate. Do you have a good one? Well, yeah. I don't really, you know, get to my age. You know what I mean? 67. You know what I mean? And it's sort of, you know, it's still, you know, still alive. Huh? That's the <laughs> I didn't do much, no. I went out for a meal with the, the wife and the, my various children. Mate, you crack me up, honestly. Sorry. Chris, what I want to know, how did you mm. get involved in music at the beginning? Um, you know, Lee, the sax player, saw a guitar in a shop in Camden Town. He said, I've seen this guitar, 20 quid. I went and bought this guitar. You know, and I like, oh, in fact, you know, this isn't the same guitar. You know, first of all, I was like, you know what I mean? territory for i haven't got much better but um no you know like mike barson could play the piano no he'd play a song and it'd be like he you know after a while worked out and then you know what i mean life because you know i taught myself how to play it really um by listening to old records and then i, I I bought this book. Oh, I had the book here somewhere. I bought a book that was really good because it had photos of where to put your fingers, you know? Because a lot of those books, they have like little lines and dots and you don't, you know, you know, who's got time for that? So that's how I started. The music game. That, that's similar to, uh, I think it was, I think Will from Mecca and the Bunnyman, he mentioned the same sort of book he got where uh, it was yeah. photos. Of the hands, like showing you where to put it and all that, and I know well, it, was, it was called Mel Bay, Mel Bay playing a day, and um, I mean he's a great guitar as well. So what can you say? You know, what I mean, both insane uh, method. Sorry, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. What advice would you give someone? Uh, when I mean someone, I probably mean myself. I've got a couple of yeah. guitars, but 
I just keep looking at them, Chris. Now and then I pick them up and think I've got this in the locker, but yeah. I just can't get the out of it, mate. I mean, I, you know, I started to learn chords, and then I had a Doctor Feelgood album called Cupidity, which was a live album, and I really remember it's playing it and just playing along with it. You know, obviously, you know, no one can be Wilco, but you know, the chords were fairly simple. And there's a song, I'm a man, right? Yeah, and it's quite easy. You know, it's... Uh, you know. That's just like... I don't know, it's a bit hey, and then, I don't know, then you take things off. I don't really know the chords. But, you know, I played that, you know, just for hours and hours. That and some of the other songs, and that's how you learn, right? Find as songs as you like, you know, and want to play along to them. So next, so, next, next time I see you, you're going to give me a lesson, yeah? Well, maybe. <laughs> you teach me magic trick. <laughs> right. Do you, know, do you know who said that to me? Steve Craddock, when I was down at Weller's, yeah. I, I asked him the same thing. I said, could you teach me how to play guitar? He said, you have to teach me a magic trick. So I showed yeah. him how to do a magic trick. He teached me the chords from uh, There She Goes by the Lars. Oh, and uh, oh, right. yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get the hold of it, mate. Like, I will just stick to magic and just enjoy no, it. No, you've you obviously got very talented fingers. So, you know, <laughs> I thought, no, you know what I mean? You, you've trained, you know, yeah. you've trained yourself to do these tricks. Seriously, you know, the card stuff and that. No. So, you know, you've got I've control of your, you know. I tried on um, on tour on the tour bus with the BJM boys. There was yeah. a guitar there, and now and then I tried picking it up and getting a few chords. And I probably played probably three or four chords, Chris. Yeah. And um, some people say, you know, you only really need to know two or three, and then you're away. You can do a bit of busking. Well, yeah. A B C D E F G. That's it, isn't it? I think. I'm, I'm... Well, then there's A minor and A diminished. You know, we don't go into all that. Aye, aye. I mean, to me, this stuff, you know, Mike Barson, um, he sends me things and he puts, hey, August 6th, I'm like, you know, it's August the 10th. No, you know, I don't really know what it means. And then actually, there's always somewhere you can say, oh, yeah, you just change that note. It looks quite frightening, but it's not, basically. Well, mostly not. <laughs> you mentioned a little bit about an album, a Dr. Feelgood album. Uh, do you yeah. remember the first record you ever bought though, mate? Because I know you've got a big collection of records. I mean, if when I was a kid, it might have been the Beatles, I Feel Fine. I Feel Fine and She's a Woman. You know, it was an A and B, both brilliant, you know, and I had this little record player. And said, I mean, you, know, you know what they are, record players? You know that? Yeah, of course I do, you know, some, come on. Some people don't, though, you know. That's all I play is final. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that was about, I think, the first, you know, record of. I'm sure that my parents didn't get me here. My dad got me a Beatles album, the greatest hits one. But that was probably the first single I remember having, you know. I didn't, I didn't really, uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, Not a problem at all. 
Nice one. I've got, I mean, I love music and I know it plays a big part of your life, Chris. I mean, God, every time yeah. we meet, what we do is talk about music and that. And we do. We, we, do, you remember, <laughs> do you remember we went to a, a few record shops as well? Was it, what was yeah. that record shop in Brighton we went to? Um, I can't remember now. Resident. Re that's the one. That's the one yeah. we went in. We went in there. Yeah. And, um, and I bought well as 3D. That's it. And what is it you said to me? I don't know. It's really good that Paul Weller. Take, he is really good, take, you know. And, and I always buy his records. I buy them. I never use my showbiz connection to, you know. I've got a free one once. He gave one to Lee from the floor balls up. I just think he's here somewhere. And he signed it. Signed it to me. It was really nice. nice. What you could on eBay for that. <laughs> anyway. Of course, I didn't. Of course I didn't. <laughs> treasured, treasured possession. No, he's brilliant. And of course, I know you've played alongside him as well in many events. And am I right? Yeah. My memory's not as good as it used to be. Um, during COVID, you did a, you done a bit of filming. Was it at the Apollo in London? Or the Royal, Royal Albert Hall? Or oh, the well uh, Palladium. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was this sort of, um, oh, you know, um, convoluted thing but there was a plot with you know we've got um charlie Higson involved you know and he wrote this story about his character you know that's wandering around mostly character and i had this idea of um us being in mike barson's house you know so we built this little house or this room so mr weller very kindly he turned up to audition for the band you know and uh you know he didn't really um Actually, when the jam started, uh, we heard there was this band doing Motown songs, you know. So me and Mike Barson thought we'd better go and see what's going on. And it was a jam. And of course, you know, they weren't anything like what we were doing. They did Heat Wave, they used to do Heat Wave. They were great, actually, yeah. I remember that. If, if I'm not mistaken, he sung The Harder They Fall, wasn't it, on that? The Harder They Come, yeah. That's it, that's, that's yeah, it. That's they fall, yeah. Yeah, right, I mean, there. listen, as he said, still a youngster, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed that a lot, mate. I enjoyed that a lot. And obviously, you're still smashing out the shows I see on your smashing. Instagram, you know, while the band are still playing, you're there with your phone filming the crowd. Yeah, you know, I've got to do something. Well, it's, it's um, in the song, It Must Be Love. It's an acapella bit, which was, which was my idea. We all stop playing and they all just sing and it's, it's lovely, you know. I started thinking, oh, you know, so I've got hundreds of film of audience singing it. I was going to join them all together one day, you know. Yeah, that's but, good. Um, yeah, it's quite fun. It's that must be great, though, Chris. I mean, you know, I get such a buzz, as I say to you all the time, to be on the stage. I love performing, as you know, but I mm. mean, for you to hear people singing the songs back and for you to take that moment to yeah. capture it, that, yeah, yeah, um, fun, that's magic, isn't it? Sorry, the phone fell over. That's all right. I've got the balance on something. There we go. No, I won't turn it upside down. <laughs> no, because it will look like it will like turn itself the right way up, won't it? It's quite hold on. No, and then actually, you can press this. Hold on. Oh, boom, ruler. Oh, now I've covered up the camera, haven't I? <laughs> there he is. Forget about that. 
I've turned it upside down and, and of course covered the camera. I'm leaning it on something. I'm leaning it on a little tiny. It's never straightforward with you, is it, eh? I'm leaning it on that, which is this thing I got on my daughter, it's really cool. That's a little oh, you showed me that before, yeah. Yeah. Thingies don't work. She's done something to it. But um that's what I was leaning the phone on. Anyway, now it's a bit wonky, so I'll sit. That's all right. Yeah. No, 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 no. yeah. Do you remember but <laughs> when you me and my brother, I knew you'd be like this. Me and my brother we used to watch Star Trek, you know? Yeah. You may have heard Star Trek. But you know like when they were being you know, attacked, they'd all go to one side, wouldn't they? Like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so me and my brother used to put the telly up. <laughs> you know, to, to make it look like we were tipping them up. It had to be there, I suppose. <laughs> but it was quite did, funny. Did you recreate it with that yeah. little one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, anyway. But Chris, yeah, so what were you going to say? You're, I'm trying to keep this professional. Do you so, know what I mean? I want to get a good job presenting. No chance for that, mate. No chance for that. I'm joking. Mm. I know, mate. Tell me with this haircut. But I mean, mm. Chris, it, it, it's got to be like for you. You're in. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass, but you're in one of the most loved and iconic bands around, mate. Right? Did, I mean, come on. You must absolutely love it. It must be a dream come true. Um. It's nice, you know, but I think you know, not everybody loves us. There's probably some people that don't like us, you know, seriously. I'm just being nice. But yeah, mainly, I, I think, you know, we started off and um, an audience that was somewhat um, <clears throat> thuggish. Uh, but then as we became more popular, you know, you sort of like, we girls came and like, then young kids and then their parents and then, you know what I mean? We sort of, we still seem to appeal to Obviously, a lot of the people are quite old, but very young people come as well. So it's really nice. I think I've probably got the youngest Madness fan yeah. in my house. Yeah. Damn fan. The thing is, Chris, you... Every time, <laughs> every time I want to see you or I'm in Brighton, the first thing you say is, is Lonnie coming? And yeah. then as soon as I say no, you're like, oh, I'm busy now. I'll tell you what, I am a bit busy now. I <laughs> don't. I'm only no, you know, it's, it was, I think it was a year ago, three days ago, when you were in Belfast yeah. and uh, you met yeah. Lonnie for the first time. I met a great man, yeah. And it's time nice, flies. Time flies, but um, yeah. he does. I mean, I know kids, they respond to sounds and that. The first music I used to play for Lonnie was, uh, he used to love the Beatles, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. But the, lot, the, the more I started playing a bit of the jam, the specials, uh, and even Madness, yeah. Favorite madness song, right? Is Night Boat to Cairo. When he does it, he proper yeah. does a little jam. But every time I try and get the camera out to film it for you, he can't get it. Yeah. But he's, yeah. I mean, listen, mate. Good music. Everyone listens to it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember one of the first shows you ever did with Madness? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You know, I think. Actually, you know, we've done a lot of things. We've played in, in people's gardens and, do you know what I mean? We've done a few shows and um, we were called The Invaders and then this other band came along. So Mike Barsa said, oh, we'd be called Morris and the Miners, which is so, 
dreadful. And we got a show at this place. It's now called Coco in Camden Town, but it was called The Music Machine. I know it works. And somewhere, you know, there's a poster, this group called Sore Throat, who were like mates of us. We were on with them. And he says Sore Throat and Morris and the Miners. But actually, at that show, we decided, you know, uh, and we decided, we picked the name Madness because we were rehearsing. And I mean, Woody, Woody told me, the drummer, that he said, How about a song from a. And I went, oh yeah, madness as a joke, as a joke, as a joke, and it, that became our name. But that the reason I remember that show is that, um, you know, old Chaz is not in the band now, but then he's like, mate, and he got he used to get up and dance, and he sort of got up then, and he's not, and he didn't stop, you know, and he was so good, he was so good, thought, right, you know. <laughs> and he took to end the band. So, you know, that was the, so I can remember, really remember that because it was like the first madness, you know, so. And it was like 1979. Yeah, it must have been, I think. Yeah. And then when you started to, obviously you're together, you're doing your shows, when you started to release your first bit of music out there, right? Obviously, yeah. it's totally different to what it is now. Bands yeah. can just press a button and it goes on to either yeah, YouTube yeah. or Spotify. Yeah. But what was it like? How hard was it for you guys to get music out for everyone? Well, we were lucky, you know, because you know, the specials came from Coventry. You know, and back in those days, there wasn't any like YouTube. There was nothing, you know, because it's the radio. You know, and we'd heard, heard of them. We thought, oh, you know, this, they're doing the same thing we are. You know, like old reggae and stuff. And Scar and they came to London and Slugs met them. And um because they were such a phenomenon, you know, Jerry Damas, you know, he he had his own label called Two Tone. Yeah. And we played in this terrible, you know, cassette. And he's like, Yeah, you know, and we went and recorded it, put it out on Two Tone and you know, here I am. You know, um it it was it was incredible. I mean we were like we were number 60 in the charts and top of the post put us on, you know, um, which is sort of unheard of, really. You know, I was just watching the Wham documentary, which is very enjoyable. I started you know. watching that. Yeah. And because um, you sort of think, oh, it's a bit like, you know, his, his mum's frat book. And, but it's, but it's the night, you know, they were great, Wham. They were great. And it's a nice story. But the same kind of thing happened to them. Uh, they put a single out and they didn't get anywhere. And then they, I don't know if this will spoil it for people. They put another one out and um, they slogged up and down all these clubs and they suddenly got a phone call. Somebody's pulled out, can you go on top of the pops? And they were number 42, which isn't like we were 62 or 60. We were like really, you know, way out of the top 40, you know. But that obviously really helped. And we were good as well. That helped, you know. <laughs> <laughs> love that chris love that you mentioned yeah, well. you mentioned the uh brilliant band the specials um, yeah. and obviously terry hall god bless him there's yeah. uh, i was going to mention this there's a fantastic photo of uh the specials madness and if i'm not mistaken the selector as well sitting on brighton beach oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna have it i had it on my ipad but uh lonnie's yeah 
watching Baby Shark downstairs with it. But I mean, it's oh, yeah. very important. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, we 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 did this incredible thing for the two tone so and it was all three bands, and um, and it was like amazing. And it started in Brighton. You know, we we came down to Brighton, and there's this photographer, very well known, guy called Chalky Day. This, you know, and somehow he managed to get everybody there and in that photo. And I mean, it, it's sort of like as the tour went on, they sort of picking order, you know, a lot of picking order. The selector went on first, and then we went on because we'd had a single, you know. So, do you know what I mean? They hadn't had a single out, and the specials, of course, were on last. But I mean, everybody, you know, as soon as the doors opened, it was full. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, I was the poor actor on. It was just full and mad for all three bands. Anyway, as the tour went on, the selector put out on my radio and went up, you know, and suddenly they're like higher than we've been. So it got a bit like, you know, well, you know, maybe they should be higher than us. And then One Step Beyond came out and bang, you know, number three. But it came out on that, that tour. I mean, it's incredible. Like, Doing that to the, yeah, all three bands are on top of the box. You know, we did One Step Beyond, legendary, 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 ran through the audience, you know, that's on YouTube. And, you know, the selector, the selector had already been filmed, so they didn't have to go on top of the box, all right? And the specials went on top of the box. Then we all had to get to, like, Cardiff or somewhere. So, you know, Jerry Damas, you know, socialist, uh, they all went on a train, you know, they weren't allowed to go in first class, none of that nonsense. But we, you know, we were on earlier than them. So we chartered this plane and it was terrifying. This tiny little plane, you know, you thought I shouldn't be in this, it's tiny, tiny plane. And we flew, but of course we had to get to the airport in London. When we landed, we had to get from the airport to the venue. So we got there like 10 minutes before the specials. So really, the moral is, flying's bad. Get a train whenever you can. And we do, we get a train whenever we can. We we just went to Holland and the tour manager went, it's going to be five hours on a train or, you know, fly, you know, for a couple of hours. And we just said, we go on a train. You know, because, you know, you have to go to the airport, don't you? You have to flip in. Hide all your drugs, you know, get on a plane, not drugs, sorry. Um, <laughs> we don't do that. Um, you know, it's, by the time you actually go from door to door, it's five hours, isn't it? Course, you know, yeah. really. But yeah, we get the train. Brilliant. And we should have done Yeah. You touched on that iconic song, I'm sure everyone knows it, One Step Beyond. Mm. I remember asking you, when uh when i last met you in brighton after i think it was before the show or after i did you remember the one where you said you were going to turn up and watch me but you turned up late and missed me you remember no <laughs> but i saw i remember a bit i saw a bit yeah you saw me walking off mm. it was I good remember... though it was so good the way you did it it's so cool but you know the way you walked off it's Thanks, incredible bro. go and see this guy he's amazing <laughs> so but yeah i remember anyway. asking you um and it brings me on nicely so we're going to 
talk about a couple of the music videos that stand yeah. out, but I remember saying, whose idea was it to have everyone lined up on the stairs before one step beyond doing the doom, 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 doom. And yeah, I was quite shocked that you said yourself. Well, I'm quite modest. Actually, that wasn't in the video. What happened was, um, you know, Stiff Records were going to put out a compilation of all the videos. Yes. Right. And I said, oh, I'd be really good to have a little film in between each one. So we ran around doing all those films, you know, I mean, some of them, Bed and Breakfast, man, it's pretty ridiculous. It's me, like, <laughs> his nephew walks out of a, it's supposed to be a knocking shop. Yes. In, um, in King's Cross, there are a lot of these um, rather dodgy hotels. And he comes out and I went, oh, there's a bed and breakfast, man. Terrible. Terrible on that. But the, yeah, the heads, that was funny. That was a good one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And there's the one before our house where the bloke, he's asking everyone, have you seen Oh, our yeah, house? yeah. That's one of mine. That's, that's Chaz, yeah. But, um, that's Chaz. In character. It's very good. I was watching the, the song Madness earlier and uh filmed in the underground and you, you just it just looks like you're causing havoc <laughs> I know, that that's taken we, we did a film called take it or leave it which is very good it really i thought it really was good it was about you know us starting the band you know yeah and during that in fact that's when we decided to be, call ourselves madness there was a bit crap the way we did it in the film it wasn't we should have just done what happened in real life we were just all out in the pub and someone said, oh, what should we call the band? Oh, madness, you know. Anyway, that bit, yeah, we were going on a tube and we actually, I know it's bad, we actually bunked it. We actually really did jump over the barrel. You know, and you're not allowed to film on the tube. You're not either. <laughs> Give it to the man. Power to the people. Yeah. Ask. We just got over, you know, that's, what, that's the way things used to be done. You know, we used to do videos with like one cameraman and, you know, and like that, you know, it was just a guy, you know, with a camera, we went on a, you know, skanking the tube and flipping off we went, running around the tube, you know. It's so funny. I was, as I said, that I was watching it earlier and when you were jumping over the ticket barriers yeah. and all that. Because <laughs> Woody nearly falls. He goes, yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, the last, it happened so quickly, but someone nearly stacks up. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We, um, what, you know, we were, I mean, who do that these days? You know, what bands would do that these days? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, all these rappers and that, they wouldn't do it. Uh, they wouldn't do it. Definitely. Probably not. <laughs> have, you, have you got a favourite song that stands out for you that you're really proud of? Oh, it's always, you know, the one you just written, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've just, I've written a song called Run For Your Life, but, you know, it's going to be on a new album. A new album. Of, uh, That's the one you played the, to me. Mm, Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah, I did. But I am... Um, I like that. But I think people say, what's your favourite? And it's The Prince, you know, the first single. Something about that, you know, about that song that I really like. You know, I like playing it live, even after all these years. Brilliant, brilliant. Have you got a favourite venue? Because you've played in some of the most iconic venues in the world, mate. Not only the UK, but all over. And I mean, you might, yeah. have you got one that stands out for you that you just love going back to? I mean, I like um, the Brixton Academy. Beautiful. You know, um, I mean, I mean, these days we're on that sort of stadium level. 
you know <laughs> that i you know i think we never wanted to be on that level and like in the 80s i used to do it was ridiculous we'd maybe do two uk tours a year you know going up and down like 20 shows you know so we go to Hammersmith Odin and we'd be on for about a week because we didn't want to do Wembley Arena. You know, we just thought that was all, you know, Duran Duran, say sort of game. But really, of course, they were clever because obviously one, do one Wembley Arena, you know, and you're going to earn a lot more than seven blooming. But, you know, yeah, we, we, we liked that. And then when we came back, we suddenly at arena level. I mean, we've, you know, we really are blessed that the people like us enough. We're doing a tour this year, you know, and it's selling really well. Um, you know, some of them are sold out actually, but um, I think one year I said, Oh, why don't we go? And I, we, we, one year we did a load of smaller venues, and I was thinking, Why are we doing this? Even though I, I wanted to do it, you know, but it was fun doing, you know, smaller places. You know. I know exactly what. Well, I don't know what you mean because I haven't played. Vent, I haven't played like when really, like that yet. But I do know. I do know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have said that. You know, they prefer yeah. like the intimacy of having the crowd right in front yeah. of you and just feeling part yeah. of it. And obviously, yeah. is is the main one we're going to talk about now. Though this is the big one. You know, for people who follow you on your Instagram and I think you put it up on Twitter as well. Let's talk about the iconic. The, the iconic pictures with Big Gaz. I say, you know them, man. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to put a bit of business his way. I mean, he's, he's quite funny. And I know people think, you know, why does he get his hair cut? Because he's got, like, this shaver that goes really short. I mean, now he's like, a hippie, you know. I was going to try and see him today, but I didn't have time. But um, I just sort of started taking photos and of course you know some of the subjects i go on about on instagram people are not interested in politics or flipping you know what i mean they want to see me being stupid with big guys and uh that is what i do that's what i do and every now and then i film him i got a good film of him a few weeks ago i should put it up he's going i was saying about how hard is it to cut my hair and he's going i could cut your hair upside down with my eyes shut you know but um i've got him doing like my, my sons uh, the, the ones that live in brighton felix and frankie of course, go to guys get a proper haircut you know because uh, you know you need one well, yeah but, um, yeah um, so they, everyone goes there Gaz is an absolute gentleman mm. lovely you know he's like mm. a gentle giant i remember the first time mm. i got my haircut there and then he went if you get your haircut done by anyone else, mate, that's it. I'm going to end up finding you like that. And I was like, no. and obviously when I went to Belfast and got Sam to do it, that was it. I was like, I've got to avoid it now. Well, I mean, I, I turned up once and um, I haven't got any money, guys. And he's like, you know, because obviously I was going to, you know, it's like you shop down the road, you know. Like, guys. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. But yeah, Brilliant. you know, I like him. You know, he's a bit of a, Rock time, isn't he? No, he's he's lovely, lovely gentleman, mate. As I said, he, he's one of the good guys. I want to. I'm gonna have to throw this in because the missus mentioned it before I let you go, Chris. I've got to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I've got to talk about that bike you've got, right? Yeah. And yeah. when me and you walked walked up, oh, to yeah. 
Brighton station, right? And then you were like, get on the back, son. I'll give you a lift down the gazzy yeah. shop. And I was like, I ain't getting on the back of that. Ended up on the back and yes, you shouting out, we are the mods, we are the mods. <laughs> well, it's not really a scooter, is it? Yeah, I still, um, I still, you know, I dusted that down recently. But it's such, it's enjoyable riding around a bike, you know, because everybody, they go, oh, it's electric, it's electric. But the thing weighs a ton. And like, I should have got a more powerful motor. But, you, you know, if you get a more powerful one, you have to have a crash helmet, you have to, well, that's what I was told. I should have just got one. I should have just got one. But, I, you know, I've got to say, that we've done a new album. And, um, I was going to bring um, that. Oh, you were? I thought you said that was your last... No, no, I had a couple of... Chris, listen, I'm taking this professionally, son. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We'll get on with it and start being professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Paul Weller ain't going to come on this now, is he? Weller, I'm also going to show you. I'll show you some of my things. It's like Aladdin's cave up there. Oh, have a word. Jingle, jangle. Jingle Jingle. I've got this one being like, you know, the best guitarist in in Madness. Got this one being the best singer. I've got this. Look, look how many I've got. You know they are. My daughter won them at school. And then, you know, she's just leaving the way. And I was like, be proud of this. Hold on, what's this? Bully of the Month. Hold on. Bully of the Month. <laughs> She's definitely this, no, from her dad. No, she's not. She's not bullied. This is really cool. Look at that. Look what? at that. There you go. Never got stuff like that when I was at school. I've got this sort of plastic thing for rowing ones. Anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? <laughs> Gaz. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not Gaz. Ben. I mean, Mr. Mike, Magic Mike. <laughs> Chris, you back me up, mate. Honestly. So. <laughs> Put them all on. <laughs> I'll fall over. It's quite heavy. Look, it's flipping loads of them. <laughs> oh my god! I think schools they just give them. They just give them to kids, don't they? Lonnie, you'd be getting loads of these, wouldn't you? I'll end up giving you know, them before you know. To you. Hey? I'll give them to <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry. What were you saying? I'm I forgot, mate. I've honestly forgot. <laughs> this is. We were going to talk about you've got a new album coming out. Yeah, but he's done to talk about that. It's funny, right? It is really funny. Sit up properly, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's funny, right? You know, like, we've got a back catalogue, you know, all our old songs there. Mm. You know, which is quite an asset, and we're very lucky that we own it. You know, a lot of bands don't own a catalogue. So, every few years, we sell it. We sell it to a record company. You know, you know, and then you know they exploit it obviously, and they, you know, hopefully they earn their money back, and then a few years later, that's we go. So, usually. They'll go, oh, we'll give you some money for a new album, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, <clears throat> got this money for a new album. And it was in this period that I like to call BC, before COVID, all right? So they gave us some money for this album, and then, and then everything went a bit crazy. But also, I had said 
Look at that. I have said we need, the band need a base. You know, like well, it's got his studio, which is brilliant. Not, I haven't been there, but it's, you know, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. But I wanted to try and get a building we could all go to whenever we want, you know, all the stuff set up, blah, blah, blah. So, so also, management found a building in Cricklewood, which is quite hard to get to. And it's in an industrial estate, you know, so next, there's panel beaters next door. And, but they all seem to like us. So we started going there, right? So then it's like, I should go in more regularly. And one thing about madness, if we all, we could all argue, but once we're all in a room, we all get on with each other. And some of those, oh, I've got this song, you know. And before you know, we've got songs. So we started doing some songs. But then it really went sort of crazy, so we stopped. But basically, anyway, last year, towards the end of last year, you know, management, uh, look, you know, come, it's about time we did this album, you know. <laughs> you know like, we hadn't been given the money. Do you know what I mean? So I said, oh, look, look, why don't we? Because there'd all been some of the band watched that Beatles thing, you know, when the Beatles are sitting writing songs, yeah, that's singing. It's, it's brilliant, you know. And they were going, we could do that. Because they were in life the time, they weren't in the studio. So we could just go and write some songs. So we got this really good engineer in, and he kind of soundproofed this, I mean, it's like a word. Out, you know, we can do a lot. Got him in. Said if everyone likes him, you know, we see how it goes. So we did three songs, and it was like, oh yeah, everybody loved him. So we ended up recording nineteen songs. Yeah, you know, some of them were old. Some of them were written, you know, really recent. I wrote some very recently, you know. So then it'd been a bit of a. I wanted to do a nineteen track album and then it's too many you know people would go mad and anyway in the end we kind of cut it down this 14 track album it's coming out november the 17th and i think it's, it's a very good body of work because because in our band got different people writing songs you know i mean i write a song with lee like i send him music basically and then lee will write lyrics so there's a couple i wrote with him that were quite old, and then I wrote lyrics to some on my own. So, about four, yeah, you know, which I don't really do lyrics, but I got a bit edgy, you know, yeah, they're a bit out of there, you know. And then you've got Mike, the keyboard player, he writes with Lee, you know, and then Woody's written. So, everybody's that's part of a longevity, it's that there isn't like one person writing everything with your oasis or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's always been like that. Well, and um, you know, it's very diverse as well. You know, the types of songs are quite diverse. They're not all, you know. I think people have a nice surprise. I might get you a copy if you could. Thank you. Did you sign it to Lonnie? <laughs> yeah, it'd be Danny, but no, no um, chance. I, I mean, I I will mention like it, it definitely in for a treat because as I said, when you played me the song. Run for your life, wasn't it? Yeah, very, very catchy, very catchy, and I think that's that's going to be one that people are going to absolutely love, mate. So yeah. I look forward yeah. to seeing the reaction to that album. Yeah, probably, I, don't, I never know, but you know, it's like as long as we're happy with it. That's and it. this time it didn't cost it didn't cost a fortune. It usually costs a fortune because we didn't have a 
to pay for a recording studio and things like that. Mm. You know. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. You can do it anywhere. You know, this guy was a really good engineer. Really good. He's a musician, you know. He go to me. Oh, that's an augmented, and I was like, "What?" And he come on the piano. Look, play that note. Oh yeah, you know, Matt Glazeby. He's gonna go far. He's a new um. Who was that guy with the Beatles? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beatles. Oh, come on, everybody. Someone put his name on. Anyway, him. George Martin. He's a new George Martin. Brilliant. I reckon. I rate this kid to. Well, I, I say a kid, he's not that young, but I can to only, me, everyone's a kid. <laughs> I can only imagine what it's like when you're all together in a recording mm. studio practicing and do, I think what? you've got to stick well, some cameras on the wall there, mate, I tell you. Well, be gold. The process was interesting. Right. But what we did, everyone's got these songs and they're so finished. We just sat down and we went, right, we listened to everyone's songs and we did a big list you know and we slowly went through them but yes i because i thought oh yeah i'll get people from management you know down to film us but it was like boring was it because we didn't have headphones on and then in the end sometimes you do a song and there'd only be three of us it wasn't like it's all like hey we're the Beatles, you know but it wasn't like that yeah the way they recorded the beatles was, was different because mm. you know mike Barson, for example his keyboards were plugged into something. Do you know what I mean? So you couldn't you couldn't hear hear it, if you know what I mean. There's a few occasions. I've filmed some of them. Some of them are on maybe Instagram if anyone wants to look. Go back go back to last year. I filmed a few bits, but yeah, generally <laughs> fascinating. <clears throat> really. You'd love it, man, honestly. Yeah. What's that? A that's a that's a hundred pound yeah. coin, isn't it? I was going to try and do a magic trick. Look, so you can do all that, can't you? You know where you've, you've where's it gone? Where's it gone? Then? <laughs> there, look. And what what trick do I know? I haven't got a pencil. Oh, you're actually. That's yeah. oh, hold up. Oh, look, look, look at that. Look at that. Look. And what do you do? You do? Oh, I don't know. I've got me. So, Chris, it's, uh, honestly, mate, I've, I've loved it tonight. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it was going to be 8 o'clock, then it was 7, then it... <laughs> I've got a flipping WhatsApp. I've got a WhatsApp and I sent it to you. That's and I said, 7 o'clock, and you said, all right. That's what... I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's terrible. I want to watch something on telly at 8. You, you know, because then I've got to bed. That's what having a kid does to you, though, Chris. I can't remember anything these days, mate. Honestly. Well, can you imagine how many children I've got? got four right the oldest one is 40 or he's nearly 47 all right now he's got a son who's my grandson called alfie and he's he's a genius he's gonna go to he's at uni alfie's 20. my son frank is 20. i i'm married very young i had children when I was very young yeah yeah he's 47 you know and then felix is 30 you know he's getting on frank is 21 and my lovely daughter is 17. she's a chip off the old block unfortunately <laughs> god help i won't say i won't say but you know 
brilliant, man. Well, Chris, it's, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me on this, and it's been an absolute privilege, honestly. I mean, thank you. As you know, we've been friends for a long time now, but um, I never ask you about your, your your days in the band, just out of respect. Yes, you don't. You ask me all the fucking time. Listen, I'm trying to keep it cool. It's like, oh, yeah, right, sorry. You know, yeah, yeah, like, you don't. It's like, like meeting it's someone, you don't yeah. talk about all that. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you for your time tonight chris it's a pleasure thank you thank you everyone that, that watches it or whatever or might learn something from it might not they guitar guitar, learn a guitar definitely get a book find some songs you like that are easy that are fairly easy and it's, it's fun i like a lot of um the lonnie donegan stuff though i want to try and learn some of that yeah but that's probably what was that? I got old and I got chimber. What's it called? Oh, Rock Island Oh my God, Chris, you're doing that song no justice, mate. I hope that's I'm polishing my, polishing my medals now. Is that your singing Lonnie Donegan album medal? I have uh, my awards downstairs. It's a bit of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I've got to mention this one. The missus said as well, you've got to mention this. Mate, you have got more gadgets in your house than 007, right? Uh, I've never walked past, I've got to say this, your toilet seat comes oh, up automatically. Don't tell everyone. I've, I've never seen anything like it, mate. It was, Japanese ones are too expensive. I've never we went to Japan and, and they, yeah, they go up and they wash your, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uji reflects. The thing is, you know, and, and halfway through, them. halfway through, halfway through me doing my business, the lid went back down. All right. <laughs> no, it's the sense you It's sort of like you get, you get a bit used to it though. So I go to a hotel and I'm like, you know, go sit down and the flipping lid's still down. You're standing there for half an hour. Yeah. End up using uh, the bath. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, what a big day. <laughs> I've done that. I did that in France. I thought, what's this thing here? You know. <laughs> Chris, thank you very much again, mate. And I look forward to catching up with you soon. I'm over in a, in a couple of weeks' time. I'll message you, and I think we're going to go to Brighton, and um, it'd be good for you to see. It'd be good to catch up. Yeah, definitely. Well, bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. You take care, Chris. I'll see you soon. And you, right? Bye. Bye, mate. Bye bye. That was brilliant, uh, Chrissy boy, an absolute legend. And how how much fun was that? Um, just a great person. I feel really. I feel good now. Like uh, that's brilliant. He's uh, he's just someone who can light up a room. So everyone who watched, thank you so much. This is going to be out on Spotify, um, Apple Music and Amazon. Um, yeah, have a lovely evening. Um, <laughs> never laughed so much in a podcast. That was brilliant. Thank you all for watching and I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, keep it modern. Say I'm hand on magic gun. 
Fulfill the wisdom that's gone. 